Blog Talk Radio. September 28th, 2016, September 28, 2016. Before I get started today, I want to apologize to my good friend, Graham Caulfield, down in Texas. I said last Wednesday, or maybe two Wednesdays ago, that I was going to lower the volume (laughs) on the uh, intro music, and, you know, I didn't. Anyway, I'm going to get started now. Look, I had a discussion on Twitter, I think it was on Monday, yesterday, I can't remember, Anyway, it was about the definition of candidate. So I think I was talking to Allison Cruz, Sister Allison, and Karen Azoulay over in uh, Israel. Happy birthday. It's her birthday today. Anyway, I posted the results of our discussion on my Facebook group, RecruitingTricks.com, and it took a lot of flack. And I didn't think that was fair, okay? Here's my story. A lot of thought leaders, you know them, they keep saying that there's no such thing is a passive candidate. They try to say that anyone who can be recruited is really an active candidate. But it seems obvious to me, and I hope everybody else, that someone who is not looking for a job until a recruiter calls her is not an active candidate. She's passive. She's not doing anything, okay? And if she's been thinking about moving, this is where the conversation went. If she's been thinking about moving without doing anything about it, you could call her a latent candidate, a latent candidate. She's latent, but she's not active. She's not active until she starts looking with the intention of applying. Now, lots of people didn't like this idea of latency, but I think it's an essential part of headhunting. Let's say a new person comes into a recruiting agency, she might be wondering why she's calling people who aren't looking for jobs. And you can tell her, if the man, you're the manager, that sometimes the candidate doesn't come to the job. The job has to come to the candidate, right? And all it takes is a phone call to get them to move. Now, where the really great headhunter comes in is calling people who are not latent, who are happy where they are, who haven't given one single thought to the idea of moving and then getting them to make a move. And I think to do that, you really have to understand what they do and what their own company can offer them as opposed to what your company can. And here's what we can offer you, a lively interview, hopefully, on Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? This is the Recruiting Animal your music too low you think yeah i do i do think i do think uh let me see if there's anything oh i want to thank jerry and i also want to thank our sponsor i'm going to say you're welcome yeah i don't even know why you just you you are welcome okay jerry thank you for making that shout you're the greatest shouter in the world thank you you don't always do a good job but you are the greatest okay i gotta tell you though roger daltrey yeah he could hit a pretty good one. I mean, let's okay. face it. Yeah, but like he's in the 80 now. He's too old. Oh, yeah. Okay. I could probably do it better than him now. I'll see if I can get him on. He's probably yeah. bored. Oh. Yeah, okay. Maybe call him up. Okay, okay. look. Today, I don't I'll think email. we have I'll any email prelim- him first. Yeah, okay. Enough of Roger Daltrey. I don't think we have any important preliminary discussion, so I'm going to go early and straight to the guest. His name, though, is kind of interesting. It's Jess. Jess Roberts, okay? And if that was my name, I would change it to Jesse James Robber, and I would brand Mm. myself with the tagline, I steal your staff. How do you like that? (laughs) Jesse James Robber, (laughs) I steal your staff. That's great. Who could ever forget you? Nobody. 
you'd be the biggest in your field. Right? Totally going to have to change that. And You know uh, what? Can you hear this guy? I told him before we started. There's a guest, Jess Roberts. I cannot hear him well. Can everybody else, Maureen? Can you hear him? Hear. So you far really I can hear can't? him. We can't hear him because you're not letting him say anything, me. man. Everybody else okay. has got me. I am loud. I am here. Well, you're not loud. Let's no, not, let's not, not loud. be overly. I'm here. You're not loud yet. What kind of phone you're are you? You're not loud. Did you hear it? Okay, I want to say something. I had a conversation, and I'll name well, names. Well, I wouldn't I say that com- he was loud. Who's talking, Alan? No. Okay. Okay, somebody. But l- let me get this out. I had a conversation with my good friend Nisha down in Texas yesterday, and she was on an iPhone. And I yeah. got to tell you, I could barely understand what she was telling me. Uh, it was like calling uh, Africa. Uh, 40 years ago. I mean, really, it was terrible. I don't know how anybody could do business on that phone. Okay? Yeah, yeah maybe she's not. Yes, she is. I mean, is. there's always that possibility. She works. You know for why her. that is, don't you? You know why what? that is, don't you? She's on an iPhone, you're on a landline. Or you're she's on an iPhone and you're on, you're on a Samsung. Unless you're on the same type of phone, the connection is crappy. Was that true? Anybody know no. for sure? No. It's true. That up or it's sleep. true. No, no, I'm not look, making look, it up. We respect you Nobody as the telephone knows. sorcerer. Nobody but, knows. But you're not an engineer, honey. Listen, honey. Listen, honey. I'm on the phone all the time. It's true. Hey, here's a good question for the world. How come no receptionists are on cell phones or mobile phones? I'll tell you why, they're no good, okay? Anyway, let's get to the show. I'm going to even add, there really aren't many receptionists anymore, dude. (laughs) The last three corporate offices I've gone to in in the last maybe two weeks. They're gatekeepers. No, there's no gatekeeper there. You walk in the lobby, there's a phone book and a phone. And it says, dial your party's extension. There is no person there. Mm -hmm. The economy's amazing. There's a security. Maureen, have you been out to some of these uh, companies lately? <laughs> Do I go out to companies? Not usually. Okay, maybe maybe you should. It's an, I'll pick you up next time I'm going uh, to any place in Cincinnati. Okay, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. It's a ghost town. Maureen, There's tumbleweed in these one. lobbies Hold now. On. Hold on. Listen to this, Maureen. I remember Jerry was bragging about his trip to one of his uh, big clients in Wisconsin. He got there, and it was exactly it was a, like a little two-by-four broom closet when you go in with a phone, and nobody would come out and get him. They left him there. He didn't even get in to see anybody. I remember that. And it was yeah. cold and wet and, and gray. Yeah. And that and HR Jerry person was... Was fired two weeks later. They they had, oh, yeah. they had already oh, yeah. lit the fuse. That'll serve them. Okay, you know what I just you not because they didn't come meet me. The person had already self-destructed. It was weird. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Okay. There is a guest uh-huh. on the show. S- says There's the guy that's never left his crib. But I got to tell God. you something. Okay, I just want to know. I am the Robert Scoble of the recruiting media, and my sponsor. It sounded like he's on the line, and he's a great guy, but I can hardly hear him. Okay. Sponsor, get him, Martin. Get a good phone, okay? Maybe he should sponsor his own phone. When I challenge him on it, he says, "Oh, I'm out in the boonies." Is Cleveland? He's in Cleveland, isn't he? Is that the boonies? Okay. Uh, What part of Cleveland? I don't know. I've never been there. Okay, look. Okay, Jess Roberts, are you there? I'm gonna go get a snack. I'll be back in a second. Okay, what's your elevator speech? Okay, uh, uh, Jerry's not going to be here, but I want everyone to listen. All right, I'll listen, I'll listen. Okay, I want to grade this on a scale of 1 to 10. Elevator speech, go ahead. Elevator speech. Uh, Okay, so I'm a a recruiter. Elevator speech, what's that? Great start. Elevator speech, I won't do this. So I'm a sorcerer. I've been doing this for a little over 10 years. Uh, My background's in high tech. Recently moved over into the gaming industry. Uh, I'm old school. I still make phone calls, which is awesome. Uh, I do email as well, so there's that. But yeah, it's, I still go phone calls. Okay. Now this is this is such good news, you. Animal, that, he, that this guy's on the show. You, okay. So you well, recruit I, for I, the I, gaming I, industry? Hold on now. Uh huh. I've got two I, candidates for you. One's almost sixteen. 
and the others thirteen. <laughs> and I swear they you're, they believe that they're going to get theory. rich doing this, no and they live in my house. Out, <laughs> you have no clue okay. how much money's in the gaming okay. industry. You know what? That was a pretty good one. Okay, I like that. It's not a ten, but I'm going to give you a seven and a half. Anybody else want to comment? No. Okay. Okay. Look, you tell just, I have a question. Your... I have a question. If that, um, if that is your um, elevator speech, when you call and say I'm a recruiter and a sourcer, is that what you said? You said. No, no I don't. Sourcer. Yeah, no, I, he's I, not I a recruiter. That's a whole different game. Say, I'm a recruiter yeah. and a sourcer. No, I call candidates up and say, "Hey, I want to talk to you." Okay, good. <laughs> you know, I, I got to turn up <laughs> I my. Uh, I, pitch for the animal, I hate to know? use this quote, but I'm going to turn up my volume to 11 so I can hear this guy. But nobody's going to hear him on the uh, on the recording. It's too bad. Uh, I'm curious, what kind of a phone are you on? iPhone. You're on an iPhone. And you work I'm on, on this phone? Okay, uh, leave uh, the phones. Maureen, give me a clear – got to go. i got to ask them questions. You say on your LinkedIn summary that a call from you is a lot of fun. Are you serious about that? I am. I am. I try to, uh, I try to make the calls to where they're actually entertaining and, uh, you know, where people actually want to keep talking. I don't, I don't do the whole let's read off a list of questions. I don't sound like I'm reading off a script. Uh, you know, I'm very personable with it. And if somebody's a fit, great. If they're not the right fit, then, hey, let's move on. Okay, but what is that? Can you give us an example of what? Can you give us an example of a fun call? Like, what what makes you fun? I mean, what do you say? Do you have any regular sticks that you go through? Not regular sticks, but I mean, it's honestly every person, right? So when I get on the phone, I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna I'm gonna build a great wall. It's gonna be a wonderful wall. It's gonna be very pretty. No, so when I get on the phone, it's it's really about finding out what the person's into. So I start out talking to them. You know, obviously if timing's right. Uh, we talk about the roles that I'm working on. We talk about all that good stuff, yada, yada, yada. No. I, I get on the phone, and I talk to them about what they want to do, what they're doing in their career. You know, if they're, if they're interested, great. We move forward. Whoa, with that hurts. If not, then we don't. That hurts. You know, isn't he just repeating what he said a second ago? I asked you. Did anybody hear that beep? Fun? How do you make it fun? Was that just fun? me? Did anybody else hear that beep? No. What? Wow. No. The Russians must be recording us for political. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. They're after me. How do me. you make it fun? Okay, I got to go scare the helicopters away. I'll be right if back. If you can't answer the question, I'm going to move on. How do you make it fun? I keep it personal. I keep it personal. Okay. We, we, Let me we ask talk you. Talk about what you, they want no, to talk about. Hold on. Hold on. You make cold calls. You just told us that's one of your trademarks. Start us. Yeah. How do you? What does your cold call sound like? We haven't done this for a while. What does your cold call sound like? Oh, role play? All right. Hey, Animal, it's Jess. How's it going? Not bad. Great. Hey, look, I wanted to call and touch base with you. You're a show host. We, uh, you know, I'm in the gaming industry here looking to talk to show hosts. Tell me what you're, tell me what you're looking for. How's, how's things looking in your current role? Obviously, I know a little more about you you're than not, show host, but. Yeah, you're not recruiting show hosts. Okay, so but that's what you say. Obviously. You just say hi. You say hi. My name is Jess, but you don't tell them you're a recruiter. Is that your technique? No, we usually, yeah, and usually it comes up, you know, when it when it we actually get into the conversation that I'm recruiting. Absolutely, but yeah, that's it's first weird. call. The, that the first thing out of my mouth is that hey, is Jess. weird. I mean, why would he talk to you unless you? T- I'm a stranger. How are you? I'm not going to answer you. Who's this? Well, first of all, it's let's ten- back up. These guys are hard to get in touch with, aren't they? Somewhat. Oh, yeah, okay. How do you get in touch attention. with them? I mean, a lot of these guys are hard to get on the phone. Some of them don't have phone numbers. Some of them don't have phones, right? What? No. Yep. <laughs> they Absolutely. And they don't have yeah, phones that, at work. I know that, no, they, right? <laughs> they so how are you getting no, they, to they them? They are tough to get in touch with. Um, like I said, usually I, I still use email because, you know, unfortunately with the uh, high-tech crowd, sometimes getting a cell phone or personal phone line mm-hmm. next to impossible. So I still use email, you know, brief introduction, you know, hey, I'm Jess. I know my timing may not be right. Okay. Looking to help network, you know, stuff like that. So are you finding that? Hold on. You well, the animal, the let me cut in. You're not going anywhere no. here. I'm tra- just trying oh, to help. I am going somewhere. Maureen, you don't. You, you keep talking. You ask the guy a question, then you explain it yourself. Don't do I'm that. I'm trying to okay? help. 
Yes, let's get back to asking the guy a question and then just yell at him. Okay. (laughs) I mean, that's that's my favorite. Look, he said he uses a phone, and then he tells Maureen that he uses email. Okay? He's just a brat. I'm I'm sensing a disconnect here. Yeah, you're sensing it. You don't have to sense it. He told you. Okay. Maureen, everything is intuition with her. How much... Personal, uh, how much research do you do on this guy? How much time do you spend researching them? Because it doesn't sound like you personalize your emails very much. And I think Troy Hammond said he spends 20 minutes uh, researching a person and then personalizing the email. You just toss it off and say, hi, I want to talk to you. Is that right? No, no. So five, ten minutes per candidate, usually for personalization. If I'm getting them from a network candidate, you know, if it's somebody that uh, – it's referred to me. It's it's a little less. If it's somebody that I have no earthly idea who they are, it's a little more. Okay. Well, what do you do? What do you put in the email? Okay. Give us some content. People are listening, and they say you never get any you know takeaway concrete content out of uh, out of your guests. I mean, I'm trying to pull it out of you. Don't you are trying, back. animal. I'll give you that. You're trying. You know what? I gotta so, tell you, this SourceCon is a cult. People say I love SourceCon. I can't, I can't leave. I'm crying. Tanya Bork said it's so hard to go home. Can you imagine? And she's got a little kid at home. And people come here to listen <laughs> to my show. <laughs> people come here to listen to your show. All they do is hear me begging and pleading that the guy can give me, you know, tell Stop me it. what he does on a daily basis. All right, let's all right, start right. at the beginning. <laughs> you're jumping way into the process, animal. You're not starting at the beginning. When okay, you Maureen, source, you have to start show. at the start beginning. Start your own show, okay? I Can I ask you a question? Where does this guy <laughs> even live? <laughs> what do you live, man? Where are you? Northwest are you in a... Georgia. I saw the show prep. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, none of us read that. Georgia. I'm not Gary paid to do that. He doesn't get paid for show prep. He doesn't get paid for show prep. Look, nope. look listen, listen to me. What goes into your first contact email, okay? Just tell us briefly. Yeah, so, all right, I'll, how about a specific example? Let's let's go that route. So, recently I was working on uh, bringing in some enterprise-level salespeople. The, the conversation started actually with clients and with our senior management to find out who the best people are that have been calling into our clients. Like, if they worked for another company, who did you like, who did you love? If they were working for us, who would you have actually bought from? Because uh, everybody gets the same phone call. So, the email literally started out with, Hey, was talking to ABC Company. They really like you. If you were selling our product, you would be a much better fit. Let's set up a time to talk. Now, obviously, with the high-tech stuff, it gets a little different from that because they're not salespeople. So go on. Give us an example. So with the tech side, it's uh, you know figuring out where we can find the information, finding out what they have in common, with the job, with myself, if I can find them on I you asked know, a you, blog. Hold on. I Listen to me. Listen. Yeah. Listen. How do you stay married? I mean, I asked you a question 10 minutes ago. What goes into the email? I'll leave it if you don't want to tell me. Just say I'm not telling. It's private. Okay? But I'm asking you last time. Can you describe what goes into the email? Can I take this? No. There you go. I handled that for you. Okay, he doesn't want to say. Okay, no, he doesn't. Also, it's okay. No, he doesn't want to say. Okay, okay, okay. Your motto, you took call up KFC that- and ask him what's in that uh, recipe. <laughs> they actually just let <laughs> that out. One of the family your motto, just let your them, motto, let the you out. took it. Uh, uh, you took your motto on LinkedIn from Liam Neeson. I don't know who you are, but I will find you. Why do you do that? I mean, what does it mean? It's it's a couple of things. One, it's fun. It's a movie that I love, and it's a uh, it, it's actually worked as having something different on LinkedIn, other than hey, I'm a recruiter. I recruit for ABC. It get, it means that I don't necessarily know who the people are, but I will find them. I, that's what I do. I go and I find people. So okay, how, people when they see that, people? when I'm how do you I'm, find people? How do you find people? What's your three favorite tools? Tell us something concrete now. Now Tell, now you're uh, getting to it. Three okay, three favorite tools. Um, you know, X-ray is great to go for the LinkedIn easy low-hanging fruit people. Then we use, uh, you know, Profit's a good one that I've been using, and Lucia's one I've been using a good bit lately too to find emails and phone numbers for those people. So, so you lose you use Lucia for. 
for the email as it your primary email finder. Is that correct? I've got a couple I use, Lucia, Profit. I mean, it depends on which one has it. There, you know, you, you and I both know that all these tools have a lot of good people in them, but not all of them have all the people in them. Okay. Are you using LinkedIn to identify your candidates primarily? Not primarily, but I do use LinkedIn occasionally for some low-hanging fruit. What's your primary way of doing it? Aside from, you primarily call up your clients and say, who's the, who's the competition? Who's at the competition? Identify identify our competitors and start going and finding the people at those competitors through either uh-huh. LinkedIn.com. How do you find them? What was that last one? Data.com. Data.com. That used to be Jigsaw, right? Right. Okay. Okay. Do you find things on data.com that are not on LinkedIn? Like a decade animal. Yeah, okay. It depends sometimes. I mean, it's sometimes people are on there. I've actually used Facebook and Twitter lately. That's new for me using Facebook and Twitter. But I've actually used that. Some people on both Facebook and Twitter that weren't on LinkedIn, and got some conversations going by retweeting an article. And you know, they you know, what I've got my LinkedIn profile on my Twitter. So, what's okay, your problem? Okay, does anybody want to ask this guy? Hold on. Anybody want to yeah. ask this guy a question? Anybody what's on the line? Wanna... What what kind of gaming recs do you work on? Like, give us an example of a rec you work on, and go deep into it. Tell us why it's cool or what's different. Yeah, so the gaming industry is actually brand new to me. I just started two weeks, a uh, week and a half ago. So, oh. uh, okay, never so, mind then. Okay, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not gonna be able to get super deep. I mean, I'm working, you know, uh, group program managers, uh, anti cheat guys, the uh, C plus plus, you know, uh, blue team people. And that's what I'm gonna be working on. Okay, hold what on. What did you work on before? Why did you decide Enterprise? to go into the gaming industry? That's a good one. Yeah, hold on, Maureen. So, let's go with that. So, so why did I decide to go in the gaming industry? Yeah, um, I've I have been a gamer and a fan of gaming for ever since I was a kid. I actually do a podcast about gaming. Um, I've been going to all the cons. It's always been kind of a bucket list. So I was with uh, Splunk, which is a data analytics company, before I joined Blizzard. Yeah. Um, and the reason I, the reason I left is honestly, like I said, it was a bucket list industry for me. I absolutely love okay. the high tech world. I got a follow up so question. It's very important. Wait, wait, wait! I got an important that? question. I I gotta ask this. How, you've only been there two weeks. How do you recruit people if you don't know anything about the business, or do you really know a lot already as a user? Yeah, with with the uh, gaming industry, I know a lot about the industry. But most of the people I'm recruiting for are not actually coming out of the gaming industry. So I work on our platform as a service um, side of the world, and we're recruiting from the same people I was recruiting from, you know, when I was at uh, the high tech companies. It's your okay, Microsoft, your Google, your Oracle. Those okay, guys. back to Jim. Back to Jim. Jim, did you have a follow up? Yeah, that was just totally. Why don't you use the podcast? Have you thought about doing that? I mean, that's what I would lead off. Hey, I do a podcast on gaming. I'm also a recruiter in the gaming industry. Blah blah blah. Now you have credibility. And you can build more numbers. That's, that's your ten thousand dollar tip right there. Mm-hmm. It Good work, Jim. Gosh, I'm going to do a okay. podcast just so I can say okay. it. Okay, I got a question. That's <laughs> so a question. I'm not kidding you, dude. Well, I got that works. I'm telling you, we works. could use the radio okay. show, Jerry. Thank you, thank, thank you, Jim. No, I think that's just like that's like Jerry said. Radio show. You don't think that's the tip? <laughs> that's the tip. Actually, Kathy Manis said she uses this radio show to get. Uh, to get jobs. Okay. Now it does actually. But she's the only one you're down the list. Hey, hey, the keynote speaker at SourceCon last week gave a shout out to this show. She said this is where it started for her on the Recruiting Animals show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Okay. Really? Video. Okay. Jess Roberts. Video apparently I read last week is not required for interviews with techies. I mean, because they are best left on their own to work by themselves in a dark place. Is that true? <laughs> like a mushroom. You don't I need face to face. That's kind of stereotyping, but uh, 1997. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's uh, you know, let's, let's lock them in. Let's lock them in a room by themselves and right. let them turn out good. I mean, it's kind of stereotyping. I think tech people have just as much personality as other people. It's just a matter of connecting with them on the level that they're. They have the personality on. What does that mean? 
you've got everybody. So everybody has everybody has their own unique things that make them who they are. You know, I come from a sales background, so I may be a little more outgoing than a tech guy. But a tech guy and I may have the same games that we play in common. We may have, you know, the same love for you know doing side projects. We may like doing podcasts. We may listen to the same podcast. I mean, everybody has a personality. It's a matter of finding okay. those people out, and you can't identify that if you're not having some form of, of, of face-to-face time with them. I mean, sometimes they get nervous, you get nervous, everybody just clams up. If you're on the phone, maybe hard to pull out based on facial expressions, what they're doing, what they're not doing. I mean, yeah, I think video is, is absolutely important with that. Okay. So Jerry agrees with you, by the way. Uh, learn negotiating. Bye-bye, Jerry. There's a, there's Animal, a one thing. Animal, can you yeah. open Kathy's line? Okay, let me see. Hey, when you're doing video, here's a quick tip. When you're doing video interviews, companies are moving to this ridiculous thing where they set up these video setups and they stand back in the room. So you see these people in a room or you're sitting far away. That destroys the purpose of video if you're talking to a room because your face is right up in the screen and theirs isn't, which means you look weird because your face is trying to figure out Mm. what's going on. And they go, I don't understand why this person is looking so strange because they see your face in close up and you just see people out in the room. If you're going to video, make sure you're both one-to-one looking at your faces. Otherwise, I don't you're... know if that's so weird. It doesn't seem that weird to me. You're speaking to a group. Okay, is that so weird? But you're evaluating them. You're evaluating. So if, you, if I see your face and I, I can't see yours, you, I'm going to have strange reactions. You're going to have this odd feeling that I'm not really talking to you, and then you're going to say I'm not a very good candidate. Well, you're because just you looking for stuff to put away. in your webinars. Mm. Oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the same no, yeah. this is this is another ten thousand dollar tip. Right? How many do I have yeah. to give you? Okay, look. <laughs> nah, that one wasn't a ten thousand dollar one. That one's uh. Okay, there's a webinar yeah, coming five up. Five bucks, maybe. Ah, web- uh, uh, there's a webinar coming up. Learn negotiating. Oh. Learn negotiating from a kidnapped cop. You know, negotiating oh. with candidates is a lot like negotiating with kidnappers. So you can learn a lot from someone huh. with that expertise. Does that ring true to you, Jess? Negotiating with them like kidnappers? No. Yeah, this guy used to work for the FBI or something, and now he's Chris teaching Fox. business people. He's teaching business people how to negotiate. Is negotiating with a techie for a, or a sales rep for a job the same as negotiating with uh, a kidnapper? You have oh, to that's and he knows what how to negotiate with a kidnapper. I mean, you, how do you know? You he have knows? to read his book and listen to his podcast to understand he was saying animal. I think that. You guys should read the book. It's called Never Split the Difference. It, it's fascinating. It, it really does have a lot of, of different things to push. It's hard. hard to so you can it. learn. You can learn from a kidnap cop. Is that what you're saying, Jim? Yes. He's not a kidnap cop. He's an expert negotiator. There's What's a big it difference. called again? It does sound interesting. Never, What's never it? split the difference. Okay. Chris thank you. Boss. He's also got a podcast with Lewis Howes, which makes me sick to say, but um, he's all over the place. He did it with James Altucher and a bunch of others, but his books. Big splash lately. Okay. Look, I am going to do an ad now. In fact, I wanted to do it a little while ago, but I was hoping we could get some meat, some meat in the interview, some takeaways. you got a quick and question before you do, though. What? Are you actually going to stretch this into a whole hour show today, or is this just a half an hour? It's an hour. Is it an hour? Seriously? Yeah. With, yeah. Maybe been, just you got some good questions good tucked back? I mean, what are you holding out here? I'll have you know, Jerry, that I, 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 I scheduled Hi, my yoga class for Monday at 10 instead of Wednesday at 9 because I would miss the Recruiting Animal Show every Oh, week. nice. So I need this hour. Okay. okay. Well, then I'm Great. hoping that it gets a little traction here. I mean, I feel like we're... I feel like we're struggling you know. on ice as well. Let me go into yeah. an ad then and refresh everybody's mind, okay? Yeah. Hey, everybody. You know, and you don't tell me you don't know, that some recruiting software companies say that everyone is a separate snowflake. And they claim to respect all types of people. But you know that some prefer, yes, they do, executive search firms. And some like staffing firms best. And some Mm. like direct hire. But there's one recruiting software company, and I have recently realized They don't say it, but they go by the motto of E Pluribus Unum. Out of many, one. All recruiters are the same to them. They love everybody. And they're called PC Recruiter. P 
PC recruiter. They love you no matter what kind of recruiting you do. You can be in direct hire, executive search, or staffing. It doesn't matter. Their software is suited to you. And if you what want if to you're in all of that? It, what if you're in all of that? They'll, they'll help you, of course. Okay. Wake up, Jerry. Okay? Just, all right. And they're worldwide. It doesn't matter where you are. Pick up any stone and you'll find them. And you can go check them out at PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Thank you. Okay. Can I add something real quick? Go ahead. Martin, buy the PCRecruiter.com site and, re- and redirect it to you. Sirs, I just typed in PCRecruiter.com just to see what happens. DNS address could not be found. I'm yeah, just saying, how, it's 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 five dollars a year. <laughs> he says he owns it already. Okay. Well, what, okay. Why isn't he doing something with it? Why doesn't it? Ain't? I don't know. I don't know. Don't Come make too on, much man. fun of him. Hey, hey, hey! I'm not making fun of him. He's paying for the show. Do Don't push it too far. Don't push it too far. We told him already, okay? All right, all right. I was, okay. I was being helpful. Net. Yeah, okay. Don't be too helpful. Just be, you know, tweak him a yeah. little, not a yeah, lot. Okay. Okay, Jeff how about Rob. this? I wonder what happens if I go to PC dot, PCRecruiter.com. I'm just speculating. I don't know. Let me check okay. it out. There you okay. go. You know what? Was that you want to stretch that into a 10-minute ad or a rant? I'm not Dude, I'm just that. trying to add to your show because it's, it's 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 gone off the edge, man. There, there's nothing here so far. You know what? I've a got good, tons of he's good a good questions. guy. Okay. He Look, just he just started gaming recruiting. He's in, he's in, he's in transition right now. Hold on a second. Is is Michael Cox there? Is Michael Cox here? Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. I saw you testifying Hello? on Yes, hi. Everything yeah, rests. He put it on Twitter. Everything depends on the guest. If the guest doesn't want to cough up, the show so so. What can I do? It's not my fault. And Michael Cox swears to that. I'm right, aren't I? Michael Cox. So if it's a bad show, I'm not saying that this is, does PC Recruiter have to pay you for the ads? I mean, ads are more expensive on the Super Bowl than on CNN. Okay. They are solidly behind this show. Just let me put it that way. Okay. I'm just trying to understand for time, here. For the time being, if you keep dragging this out and making fun of them, I don't know what's going to happen. Okay? No I more mean, coffee I used for to you. I recruiter back in the day. Okay. <laughs> okay, look, Jess Roberts, do you know Tim Sackett? doesn't matter if you know him. Tim Sackett wrote an article this week, and he is a guy who likes to pick at people. And he said recruiting leaders, essentially, he didn't use these words. Those are my words. Recruiting leaders, a phony term, are suckers for fads. They're all, he says, 51% of them told Jobvite that they're uh, going to make their big investment in employment branding in the coming year. He says for most companies, that's a complete waste of money. They don't need to uh, advertise their brand, okay? He called it a painful indicator of a lack of great TA, talent acquisition leadership. Do you agree with Tim that this employment branding thing is a big fad and most people, they just swallow it? No, I think I think employment branding is valid. I mean, it's, you know, ten years ago, yeah, your your Googles, your Microsofts, your Oracles, your Cisco's. I mean, those guys didn't have to try really hard, you know, to get talent because they were who they were. Now everybody's going after that exact same talent even harder. And there's so many startups popping up, so many companies that were startups that are now actually successful companies. I think you do have to have solid employment branding. I think it's your employment branding separate from your corporate branding. I think that's where, you know, I think that's where the confusion gets in. Everybody's like, oh, we've got a great corporate brand, but they don't have a great employment brand. And that's where, you know, I I do think there's a need for that. Okay. Did someone else want to say something? I was going to tell your guess. Maureen just filled me in on what he's searching for. And um, you may want to, tap into Turner Broadcasting for those type of people, and also connect with Esther Kim. She's a sorcerer slash recruiter who has worked in the gaming industry. This is not an advice show for him. What's going on here? You're not supposed to be giving him. He's supposed to be telling us. Okay? We can't help ourselves. (laughs) 
I mean, okay, we're doing research in the background. Positions. They're hard to fill. And yeah. So he is working in a tough space. Well, I also, yes, I also heard that he's looking for an OBIEE middleware specialist in Cleveland. So, I think Jerry's doing yeah, his homework, so, too. In, with in the seven years of OBIEE configuring, <laughs> troubleshooting. Okay, <laughs> let's help this poor kid out. Can we? Linux server okay. stuff. Those are easier. Around 100K base, I guess. Profit sharing. Okay. Send emails to Jerry. Yeah, and I'll siphon them out, and I'll send you the right ones, Jess. <laughs> OBIEE Cleveland two one six. Okay, look, look. Three three zero four four zero. Not employment branding. Jesse Who's James. that, Kathy? Esther? Who? You want to know why they said they wanted more budget? Esther Kim. Esther Kim. Yeah. Okay. Jesse James. Jesse James. Yes, sir. Okay. You know what? You got the word from Jerry. Okay. The show's not exciting. Although he thinks you're a good guy, what do you think you've told us so far that you know the listeners could take away and take back to their shops and do some recruiting with? Have you given them anything? I've given them Jerry Albright's name and that here. No, no, no! Don't, don't, bullo- I'm gonna say, don't bullshit me. This is a real show. There's a half hour. Whoa! Okay? There's a half hour. Starting to sound like Miss Sullivan over there on your page after a couple of okay, times. Okay, yeah. My goodness. Okay. Did you he see that? Us, Maureen, what did you think about that earlier today? Animal bad word. Don't listen. Did Jerry, you see what Mitch posted? Don't make me mute you. I'm getting desperate. I want I'm asking to say Maureen, did you see what Mitch posted? I want to say Mitch. I'm going to like it, but I thought it would be bad. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done. I quit. I'm done. Go away. Get off. Okay, done. I gotta get something here for the. For, okay, I'm opening two okay. more lines. Okay. Okay, I want to ask him where does he find these candidates that he's looking for? Where? He what he just started. Huh? He just started. He just started for, for the game. Yeah, for the gaming side, I just started the gaming side. Okay. Well, look, you must let, have a leave it with me. Okay. Give somebody give me a break, or I'll mute everybody. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> We're going downhill. Mute okay. it all. <laughs> Here's pretty focused. Quiet, quiet. Here's what he told us. Here's what he told us. He contacts people by email first. He uses a very brief email introduction. He uses Profit and Lucia to find email addresses. He doesn't use LinkedIn that much to find candidates. We don't know where he does use it. I can't think. And he likes employment branding. Data. And he hasn't told us anything else. There's nothing else he gave us to take home. Am I right about that? Yeah, so, I'll, right I'll, so I'll, I'll give I'll give a couple I'll give a couple of places where I'm finding people. Like I said, week and a half in, so it's all grants, all right. But we uh, where I'm finding people in the gaming industry, Moby Games is actually a good site to go to for people in the gaming industry because you can actually search for people in the credits uh, at the end of the games, which most of the people on the, at least the uh, the art side of things, the actual game services side, the you know people that are involved in the story, the, you know the, those areas you can find on Moby Games, right? So they're all in the credits. You can find all those. Yeah, okay, you know. Also yeah, find okay, the, fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here, let me ask you a question. Okay. Here, but just yep. answer it. That's all I'm begging. I'm begging you to give me an answer. Okay. Here's a woman actually posted a situation she's involved in. She's working really hard to find candidates for the hiring manager. She submits the candidates. The hiring manager gets some backdoor gossip from someone he won't identify. Okay. And then he tells the uh, the recruiter, "This guy's no good. I don't want to see him." Okay. What's she supposed to do with a situation like that? Do you have an idea? Jesse James. I mean, while he's thinking, I'll add mine. Move on. Yeah. Hey, Next uh, candidate. She, she's gonna she's gonna get pushback from the hiring manager. I mean, it's an uphill battle. Is this the perfect candidate? Is this the you know, the million dollar rock star? If the hiring manager's not gonna interview the guy and hire him anyway, it's not a well, lot you can do there, well, right? It's illegal to do that. Was it no. illegal to talk to somebody? No, it's not. Matter. No, it's not. Qualify a candidate based on word of of, from a friend or something. You can't do that. Okay, so I just want to. So this is Jerry's sales technique. Don't sell. Don't sell. If the guy doesn't want to see him, even if you think he's really good, 
just back away. Am I right about that, Jerry? And that's what Jesse James If the guy says, say, I've talked to some people that know this dude, he's a chump, we're not interviewing him, I'm done with that well, candidate. Come on, Ed. What do you think? You said you wanted this guy. He's coming over there tomorrow afternoon, and you're going to talk to him, damn it. Yeah. I mean, what, yes. Yeah, that's you. Yes. Yeah. Here's me. Hey, no problem. No biggie. <laughs> no, that's why you probably do so well. Great. God. Jesse James, you, so you wouldn't fight that's either, it. right? You wouldn't fight. You work your I, ass off to find this guy. You think he's really good, and your hiring manager won't even take your word over some unknown person? Over over somebody he's worked with for the last 15 years when you, you talked to him that. for 10 minutes last week? You don't know that. I, I've been, and you, you know, said you wanted one of these? And, and well, I've, I've been in that situation at a previous company. I was in that situation, and I fought for the candidate because I said, you, this is the perfect guy. And at the, uh, you know, the the it, the result was it didn't happen. Yeah, you know, the hiring manager still didn't move forward with the guy. It was a waste of time fighting. I mean, it was getting everybody and their mother involved to help fight the fine fight, and it didn't it didn't help push the needle. So, I don't know. You know, because you, you lost situations before the candidate ever showed up there. Yeah, hard to be that. You have to use that candidate to stop them from doing it the next time. And you got to make sure that the hiring managers that have that kind of control and they trust you. If Jerry brings somebody to a hiring manager, they're not going to say they're shit unless they're shit. It's not going to be, oh, I kind of heard the same thing. They don't respect the work you did, which is half the problem. They think you're just throwing resumes at them. you got to break that. You, you can't win that fight after they've already assumed that you're just throwing resumes at them. Animal, are you familiar with, at least here in the United States, a first impression is very hard to change. So if this manager's first impression is, Dick Wad, we're not interviewing that guy, no way, what's the point? And don't tell me, Animal, that you would badger that customer into interviewing your candidate. Don't Absolutely. tell me that. Absolutely. Otherwise, what am I working yeah, for? Yeah, that's ridiculous. You've, ne- you've never made a placement that way. You've never placed that guy. Ever. Okay. You know I what? Won. Kelly, I just Kelly. Won. Kelly, uh, at Talent Talks, she had a solution. She said, okay, it won't work on this one. She's with Jerry. But the next one, she's not putting any name or identifying information on it. She's not going to give. She's not gonna give oh, then playing hide and seek. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, let's play poke and hope. That always works. Pin the tail on the donkey. Uh, yeah, for 25000 bucks. That's ridiculous. Out the name anyway, if they're going to interview him. I mean... What? They're going to find out the name. If you ever find yourself considering sending a resume without a name on it, shut it down. Leave the office, come back the next day and regroup because you are way out of it. to do that. Huh? I mean, you get sued, but you get sued at big corporations for disparate impact if you don't do that. Got to watch out for the legal stuff. You do. I've never run into that. Jerry. Never run into that. Yet. Okay. Do you have Jesse to take James. the name off? Yeah. Yes, yes, they actually do that a lot of places because of the, quote, implicit bias. Yeah. Peter Thiel's company, Palantir, just got sued for right. that. Of course, okay. it's like, nonsense. But like if the guy's name was like Randy Smith, you would want to take it off because we know what kind of person that is. Yes. <laughs> Hateful, old, bigoted, white guy voting for Trump. <laughs> Yep. Who who wants yep. that guy? Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Greg I'm sorry, Maureen. I couldn't resist it. I mean, that was that was low hanging <laughs> joke fruit right there. You can't okay. pass that Jesse, stuff up, no matter how Jesse hard I try. James. God love you. Jesse James. Sorry. Jesse James. <laughs> yes, sir. Do you <laughs> persuade people who don't want to move to move? <laughs> Good luck. With I that. persuade I persuade people to have a conversation. They, they they're going to make they, they they don't you don't persuade somebody to move that doesn't want to move you you persuade them to nope. have the conversation and then they make the decision to move if they move. God, what kind of job do you have, animal? I don't even understand badgering and cornering managers on interviewing people that everybody says is a chump, forcing people to. Uh, God. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're charging like, you know, ten times the normal fee because the placements you make sound like complete hell. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse James. Jesse 
James. Yes. Say you persuade them to have a conversation with who? The the we hiring manager? With a bulldozer. Yeah, the hiring manager. No. Persuade, persuade them to have so if they're if they're not going to move. You persuade them to have a conversation with the you as the recruiter, the first point of contact. If things go well and they yeah. decide that they're looking, then you persuade them to have a conversation with the hiring manager. No, no. You can't persuade okay. somebody to they move. They tell you right up. You I, 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 hold it. I think Jess has a fantastic point, and that might be the best snippet well, from the it. whole show. Did you say it? Can you tell me what it was, Jerry? I can yeah, hear him. It, step by step. You're only asking, hey, you want to go to the next step, ever. Yep. With anybody. And they're only taking the next step. They're not taking the huge, giant leap all the way to the end of the process. Sometimes there's a reason why Jerry, people it... can't relocate. And if you find Captain out Matt. that reason, Shally has done this. I mean, you find out that maybe somebody can't move because they have a child with special needs and they're in a great school in that area. Well, maybe yeah. the you can do your research and find even a better school in the other location. Or someone has a huge wine collection that they can't move. Well, you can if the client wants it bad enough, they're going to move the wine collection. So sometimes there's other reasons. They may not be willing to relocate, but would if they got that help. Mm-hmm. But what if it's just professional reasons? Like, I want to know, does he say, okay, you, know, you call up and you say, hi, I'm fun-loving Jesse James, okay? And uh, so the guy gets in a little conversation with you. Uh, oh, no, but you say, he says, Jesse, I don't want to move. I'm not, there's no point in talking to me. So first you've got to talk him into having a little chat with you. And, but then you're saying the next step, you can actually move this person to have a chat with your hiring manager. Is that right, Jesse? Yeah, you, you, it's always that's always the goal, right? Is to keep the chats going. So if you've got somebody that's not actively going, the, the whole conversation that I'm having with them is trying to get them to figure out if this is going to be the right spot. If they're if look if they're if they're absolutely a no, then I'm not going to force them to have a conversation with the hiring manager. But if I can talk them into having some kind of glimmer of interest, and they think it's a good idea to do a coffee or do a lunch or do a you know informal conversation to see where things go, sure, absolutely, move it to that next spot. Okay, so hold on. What you said is I talked them into. So somebody says no at I'm about first. Ready to hang up. No, hold on. Somebody says talk no. Them into. And then talk them into what? To seeing his hiring manager. He says he talks them into seeing his hiring manager. I want to know if they say no first, and then he talks them into doing what they didn't want to do. Is that true, Jesse? No, you're twisting it around. If we, during the course of my conversation... They're persuaded to start thinking about the opportunity and having that conversation. Then, yeah, you know, we move it forward. But it's not you're not you're not trying to trick them into having a conversation with the hiring. Manager. I didn't say trick them. I didn't say trick them. Right, you know talk what? into right Here's through a, a series of does. magical Here's maneuvers. Here's what a real recruiter does. He calls up somebody who woke up that morning happy as can be, didn't give a thought to making a move. A real recruiter didn't give a what. A real recruiter gets him to take a look at another job. Am I right or wrong, Maureen? Wrong. Wrong. The first thing that happens with that person is they have a discussion about where they are professionally. Animal, you going around trying to talk people into going on an interview is preposterous. There's several steps in between there that you keep disregarding. It's called, hey, let's you and I talk first. How about tomorrow? No, no, no. He's not that far off, Jerry. Absolutely. No, he's not. Absolutely. No, he's not. Animal thinks that he's going to take somebody who doesn't want to even talk to a recruiter to, by the end of that phone phone call, ready to see his manager. And I see why Animal is in such disbelief that that happens, because that sounds impossible. That's not what recruiting is. Have you ever heard Animal on the phone? He is he is as smooth as butter. Right. Yeah, right. He is. I'm right. telling you. If his mindset is that he Thanks. gets paid to talk people into going to an interview, okay. I hardly I gotta even know the ad anymore. I got to do another ad. I got to do another ad. Hey, <laughs> if you listen to this show, everybody, and you're way into it already, you know that PC Recruiter is our sponsor, PC Recruiter, and the boss over there, Marty Snyder. And you know the PC Recruiter is a versatile recruiting 
platform used by all kinds of recruiters. I just told you about that a few minutes ago. But look, radio, Marty told me to tell you, radio is not a great way to find out. I know he's got faith in my show, but he still says radio is not the best way to find out what PC recruiter looks like or what it can do. So here's what he wants you to do. Go to Google, put in two-minute Tuesdays, and you'll find short videos that offer brief but meaningful looks at PC Recruiter, okay? PC Recruiter, two-minute Tuesdays at PCRecruiter.net. Thank you, okay? Now, okay. Now, Adam, I'm is, coming up with a new name for your recruiting agency. Now, what's the, that? The One Call Badger Associate Group. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start off with somebody saying no I don't want to talk to a recruiter I'm about ready to hang up and by the end of that five minute call the dude has dusted off his resume you've got it on your customer's desk and you're setting up a coffee for the next afternoon well, I it's brilliant sheer brilliant candidate is crying yeah. in the corner okay so you know what? if you can't persuade people why do recruiters talk about closing a candidate? Is that just the totally wrong words to use? We're not closing candidates. Oh, opening, We're not I, selling them, according to you. You, you gradually open things up, man. It's I don't know. I I can't so explain the miracle of each placement. Deal. How do you close a candidate? Yeah, Jim. Jim, listen to this. Talk about Apparently snowflakes and roses. Yeah. I mean, each placement is its own unique, beautiful no, no, thing. Gary. Jerry, what? you're here for And it doesn't start off with an argument. Okay, what? no. Here's well, what true. Jerry's saying. Let me just characterize what Jerry's saying. Jerry's saying, yes, you do turn a person around. You just do it step by step. He's saying the same sure. thing that no, I'm, I'm saying. Not, I'm not saying anything close to the same thing as you. Let me get a you word argue in, with people and Let just, me get a word in, please, okay? <laughs> it's almost yeah. like you recruiting somebody, but I'm you and you're me. <laughs> talking over you, telling you you're wrong. You got to. Do... I'll listen a second. Go ahead, yeah. Adam. Jerry. You're just saying yes. I talk people into doing what no, they don't. didn't think Absolutely to do, not. but I do it no, gradually. I don't. I no, I don't. Them. I don't rape them. That's all. Here's my saying, motto, okay? Jerry Albright. Happily taking no for an answer since 1987. <laughs> <laughs> What's my tagline? Okay, well, Is it because you don't, don't care about the candidates? You don't have something better to offer them? If somebody is blatantly not interested in checking stuff out, there are plenty of people who at the moment are checking stuff out. Why do you think that is, Jerry? Well, the average uh, tenure in IT is like two and a half years, if it's even that long. So a majority of IT people are looking for jobs right now. So why am I going to try to pry some dude away from a company that he – He's been at for 28 years, and I paid Maureen to finally dig up some way to call the guy <laughs> and badger him into a corner. You know, that's interesting. I was talking to someone the other day how, you know, at, in, in our day and age, you know, if you were at a company for 10 or 20 years, it was a great thing. Now it's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. And there may not be anything, be anything wrong with the person. They're just not the kind of person that's There's changing jobs and looking at interviews and their work is not their number one climbing ladder is not their number one thing. If I mean, they might the live real close to the office and love their life. No results, it's what? time to call quits. What's that? You've been I'm doing the same thing for 30 years with no results. It's time to call it quits. Okay. I, I got another. I, I got a that. question for I no got results. another question for Jesse James. Uh, I, I missed Jim's uh, thought there, and it could have been a gem. What What are you saying? It was there, a debate. Jim? I got a question for Jesse James. For I'm in years. charge of the show. It's time to quit. There's only seven minutes left. Okay. You talking about the candidate that Maureen finally dug up his phone number? <laughs> we'll have to mute you we guys. We can't tell what he's talking about. I couldn't hear I'll him. I'll do it. I'll mute you. Okay. I like it. Jesse. Jesse. Admiral Grady. Yes, sir. Shut this show down. Hey, yes. Yeah, okay, look. Okay, here's a situation that's the reverse of the one we gave you before. You recruit a candidate. You set up an interview. He or she hears some kind of scuttlebutt from their own network about your company or your manager, calls you up, 
and cancels, right? That's the reverse. They've got their – what do you do? You, call, you, you, find, you find out what they heard, <laughs> and, and, and you, try, you, you try to salvage it if you can. I mean, it's – you know – some some calls you can salvage, some you can't. But you try to salvage it if it's uh, yeah, because there's there's rumors passing around. You get disgruntled employees. I mean that stuff goes around. So you figure out if there's any truth to it. You figure out what's the real deal. And yeah, if you can if you can salvage it, get them back in the process. If, have if you ever managers had that will uh, get them. Back have you in the ever process. had that situation in your real life? What was the situation what? again? Okay, Jerry, sorry, you, you were not listening. Uh, you got a candidate set up for a, an interview with the hiring manager. He yep. or she hears some kind of rumors about your company, your client, yep. through their network, and they uh, call up and say, I'm not, I, don't want, I don't think it's worthwhile. I'm not going in. I, I, I personally am I I not going to it. Pull it. Why, why shouldn't Jesse James get a chance to answer the question? Or are you finished now? <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Okay. I will Nobody usually I will usually just let the candidate know that in my nearly 30 years of recruiting, rarely do you run into somebody who used to work at a place saying, "Wow, I made a huge mistake leaving there." <laughs> so, anybody that you're going to bump into that used to work there, they're only going to say bad things about it. It's just how life goes. What, is, what does that say about Glassdoor? What do you get there? Is Glassdoor it all bad? Sucks. One what about five. you, sir? Jesse James? What do you say about Glassdoor? How does it does it have any influence on your business? T- take it with a grain of salt. Why? It, it's just like any other review site. It's just like Trip or Yelp or you know, TripAdvisor or whatever. All the all those are you know you get somebody that's not happy, you're going to get a one star review. You get somebody that's drinking the Kool Aid, you're going to get a five star review. It's, it's actually it worse than salt. those because they're anonymous. Thank you, Michael Cox. Okay. What about, you know what? You always hear that top talent attracts top talent. Uh, if you're, uh, you're not really recruiting these techies, so well, maybe that's not a good question for you. But I just was wondering if anybody ever uses that uh, idea to actually turn someone around, to sell them. Look, yeah, we've got a company where you'd be working with this person and this person and this person. They are really good. Go out and check on them. Find people who know them, and you'll want to come and be part of our team. Does that sound like something anyone ever does? No. No, no answer. Okay. okay. Can, can, I, can I add, though, that during the interview and the feedback, you'll hear from candidates that are really impressed with the team of people that interviewed them, and I'm speaking about technical people because that's what I recruit, and – they do want to go to work with sharp people. Like, I can learn a lot there. I mean, people do want to learn. They're going to learn the most from the people they work with, not by going somewhere and getting manuals or what have you. It's You learn on the team that you're interviewing with and being hired by. So how come Conversely, that selling point? Uh-huh. What? Why can't that be a selling point up front? Why do you have to get Who into the interviews? Who said it's not? I, I've, I've talked to people about stuff like that. Sure. What do you mean? Nobody yeah. had anything to say. Okay. No, what you said was, "Hey, these are smart people. Go check them out." What? What? What would that even be? Okay. You mean like, hey, Steve Jobs works there uh, before he died. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Check them out. You know what? Okay. So, so your uh, example is is irrelevant. Okay. Well, so, you know anything? Though, hold on. Though top talent does attract top talent. Smart people want to work with smart people. So yes, that's a fact. But telling somebody to go root around on LinkedIn for the okay, but I've never IT heard anyone, stupid. I've never heard of anyone promoting a job to a candidate. We've been on this show for years. No one has ever said, you know what? I pitch a job by saying we've got these people here. They're really smart. You're going to I love have. working with them. I have. Maybe you've been asking everybody about how many people they've recruited on Twitter too many times. You should have asked this question <laughs> instead. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Hey, Martin, I talk to them. I always say hi. Martin, I'm starting to tell anybody how do you pitch Martin, the thing. Martin, never call me. Okay. New show. Jesse. Call Jesse. Me. Last question. Jesse, we're at the end of the show. Last question. Do you know anything about agency recruiters? Yeah, I used to be an agency recruiter. <laughs> okay. Before I got uh, on the corporate world. Okay. Our friend Mitch Sullivan. He's over in England. 
he said today that some of the more successful recruiting agencies deliberately hire people to be recruiters who have sociopathic traits because they cope better with all the rejection and they can keep going. They're sociopathic, which means I guess they have little (laughs) sympathy for other people. That sounds like it might be true. That's the best kind of recruiter. You know, everyone's saying always that empathy makes you a good recruiter. I don't think so. What do you say about that? I don't know that I'd say sociopathic. There's definitely something that makes us all a little unique and we all kind of have the same thread. Um, you know, empathy is a, is a animal bad word, so I won't say that empathy is the best way to go, but I definitely understand from being a passive candidate myself here recently, I understand more about kind of the mentality that those people have when a recruiter calls them up and they're happy in their job. But, yeah, I think it's, it's you know, it's people skills. Okay, I don't hold know on. Tell us about that before right you go. Hold on, no, no. Excuse Tell me. us about that before you go. Yes. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm a listening. Sociopath. A person with a personality disorder manifesting itself in extreme antisocial attitudes and behavior. Yeah. So? We've got ourselves a, a, a Brit here on the phone. Is this Hello. Mitch? Who Mark. is this? Uh, it's Philip Marks. Hi. Who is it? He was, he was a guest a couple of months ago. Oh, hi. Phil, thanks for calling in. I want to ask one last question, and I'm surprised. He's on Direct Connect, I think, and we can hear sounds, him well. Sounds really good. Okay. Right. But, 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 Update, but just, yeah. Harrison Ford just endorsed Trump. Back really? to you. Okay. Uh, Maybe that was yesterday, uh, yeah. Harrison Ford. James. Jesse James. Last question yep. for real. You were recruited by uh, an agency recruiter into your new job. Is that right? Did I hear you correctly? No, I I, I came in uh, I came into Blizzard for, through uh, the sourcing manager. So. Okay, you said you have been a passive candidate. When Let's was go that? Was it Dairy Queen? <laughs> when, what? I, when I worked at Dairy Queen, I loved it. No, I was a passive candidate in my last job. I was uh, I was pretty happy there. And Blizzard, it was literally just one of those. Hey, Blizzard. let's have a conversation. And so I had the conversation, and it turned into a week later accepting the job. Okay, were you latent? Were you thinking about making a move, or you didn't have the slightest inclination? I'm latent. I yeah, I I wasn't really thinking about making a move. I I wasn't latent. Sounds <laughs> like you were. Okay, you weren't. That's that's an interesting thing. I wish we could have had time to get into it later, but that's it. So I want to thank everybody, Jerry, Maureen, Jim Durbin, Michael Cox, uh, Phil, Philip Marks, all the way from England. Thanks, Jeff. And most of all, Jesse James Roberts, our guest for today. Thank you! okay animal was okay but the show itself i just same old thing as a recruiter there's there's nothing i'm going to now take to my desk and i am in a state of constant listening learning and applying that's my thing i got nothing from this show i'm not going to do anything new that's what i'm looking for in my learning phase of my career